Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, second edition of our Watch Along featuring myself, Carl Burr from the Codex Prime Podcast, and Brian Lowe's from the UWO Podcast. Howdy ho, Winslow's. Yeah, this time uh, we took, we was, uh, we was on a little, uh, we was confused. We didn't know which one we wanted to do. We were on the fence about this. Yes. <laughs> um... Pretty much, like, we've kept with the whole Providence thing where, you know, we shows that we've been to in our hometown, and we chose, I think, today, because uh, we put it up to a vote, we put it online on Facebook, because it was either going to be the King of the Ring 97, right, which Triple H won, which I think, personally, I think we both wanted to watch it. Actually, did not go to that one, and I wanted to watch it, yeah. and, and I never watched it, because I was so upset that I couldn't go. Oh, dude, I was there for that. I, yeah. I loved it. I've watched it like four or five times. Before. Actually, you know, you know, you want to know how how I watched it back in the day? Oh. Uh-huh. I was at my cousin's house. They didn't have a cable box, but they had the cable wire. Oh. Uh-huh. So I watched it on Scramble. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. And only listen to it. Like, the picture was so squiggly, but the audio was clear as day. Nice. <laughs> I remember those days. I've watched uh, plenty of movies on that. Yeah. I mean, I won't say a specific, specific channel that it was on. It but, was Spice. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, but no, so we decided not to do King of the Ring 97, and we are doing an episode of Raw during a time where I think WWE was at its peak. Only because of what occurred prior to that. And at the same time, so it's like it was a great concept but poorly executed. A hundred percent agree. Yes. And we are talking about the invasion angle where Vince McMahon had just purchased WCW and ECW. Then how all of their talents under one umbrella. And I think one of the biggest F ups in this before we begin is the fact that they never spent money to buy the big contracts. Right. So, like, guys like Sting, Hogan, even just Goldberg. You could Goldberg, just, Kevin Nash. Anybody. Scott Hall. You had half of the cruiserweights that weren't even showing up till later on, like Mysterio. Mysterio took some time before he came over. But, yeah, I just think that was the biggest mess-up of this entire story. They were actually, actually re- listened to on a, an episode of something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, one of my favorite podcasts, that, like, they were actually very hesitant about, like, bringing Rey Mysterio in. Yeah, they wasn't sure if they wanted to bring him in with the mask or not. He knew, they, he did say not to bring him in the mask because they felt that he was too cute. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like a little boy. Yeah, he, he still looks like a little boy. He does, but just a he, with a beard. Yeah, with little fu- peach fuzz on his chin, like me. <laughs> yeah, but no, I. But personally, before, like I said, before we hop into this episode of Raw, and we are going to give you the episode date and time so you guys can get ready with us. Yeah. Uh, it's 2001, July 16th edition of Raw. Yes. So, do you want to go over... Oops, don't mind me, I'm just banging tables. Uh, do you want to go over what the description is? Well, the description is, Team WWE has their back against the wall in a fight against the ECW and WCW invaders. Will anyone be able to get through the... Get through to the despondent Stone Cold Steve Austin before it's too late. The Dully Boys deliver a painful message to their brother Spike. Booker T defends the WCW Championship against Chris Jericho and much more. Oh, this is going to be fun. (laughs) This is. And if you have never seen this episode before, I think this ending to Raw could quite possibly be one of the most exciting, entertaining, especially during that time when all this was going on and Stone Cold being at, like, not really the height of his career, but still being very important to what WWE was representing. Right. I think this ending to Raw was one of the best storyline endings to an episode of Monday Night Raw ever. Yeah, and I remember, like, 
Well, we'll get. Well, I'm not gonna get into it just in case if there's you know a new batch of millennials out here who wasn't necessarily around for this. Mm. But yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. You guys, hopefully, you guys like it. Watching along with us. So. All right. So that's so get ready. Fire up your WWE network. It's uh going to Raw. Scroll all the way back to 2001, and it's the July 16th episode. Yeah, so if you guys haven't found it yet, you can pause it right here. Hopefully you're done pausing. So I think we're going to start a countdown, and we're going to hit play at the same exact time. And you want to do the honors? Sure. All right. In three, two, one, play. There we go. We hit play. Load it up. Hopefully you got good Wi-Fi. Let me turn the volume up on this bad boy. I can put it up too loud so it doesn't come in with the microphones, but hopefully you guys can hear it. Or you guys are watching along with us. Opening segment. Yeah. So crazy how like the footage from the Attitude Era looks great. And this wasn't even Attitude Era. This yeah. Is, this is well, this is in in transition. transition. But it's like <laughs> I oh love God, the guitar so cool. I'm the champion. Free. See, they show the best part when Kurt Angle comes in after. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. <laughs> you know, Steve Austin is actually a bass player. Is he really? He can play the bass. So Three WWE champions are bass players. Oh. Hogan, Jericho, and Stone Cold. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, bedpan. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was classic. This is amazing. It makes you feel how old that footage from the Attitude Era is a bit grainy. It's grainy, but it just feels right watching it. Uh, Vince in his 50s. <laughs> and he looked great. It's funny because they just showed that. He looked great. And he just walks away. Ah, the old SmackDown. Oh, I love that. The ovals with the curtains. I still remember Rhino scaring the shit out of Jericho through that damn video screen. Yep, I remember that. The height of Rhino's career. Pretty much. Yeah. He was walking away. The dramatic voice by Vince McMahon. Ah, it's about to start. The friendly tap. Still around. Still to this day, Frank. But it's under new ownership. Yes. Yeah, Tim White doesn't. Anybody who lives in Rhode Island, it is in Cumberland off Ninden Road. So if you ever want to go check it out, I still have to go there and have a beer just for the just for the nostalgia portion of it. It probably looks nothing like what it does there. It looks absolutely nothing like it. Oh, uh, I would just have to go there just once. Yeah. Oh, I've been there a couple of times. I actually met Tim White over there. Oh, nice. Took a picture with him. For those of you who don't know, Tim White is a former WWE referee who lived in Rhode Island and owned the Friendly Tap. Which was, which was why they allowed them to film a lot of the bar scenes that you ever seen on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're yeah. here, like when JBL became the Nanny Ganson arm wrestling champion. <laughs> and then Wolverine and Danger Boy are in the back. Shout out to Wolverine and Danger Boy because me and Mr. Kyle Chapman always shout them out on the show whenever we talk NEWA. Uh, they're in the background just cheering along. But yeah, no. Uh, anytime you saw a bar skate WWE, it pretty much happened at the friendly tap. Which is one thing Providence is or Rhode Island was known for. Uh, they just, oh, God, look at Pyro. Pyro. Love it. I love that set, by the way. That was probably one of their best sets. I love this set. Look at in the sea of signs. I miss those. 
that's how you knew you had to be there. Mm-hmm. You and your. This is not. This wasn't the hockey season, so you didn't see. You didn't see no floorboards. Nope. Man, that place was packed. Yeah, they used to sell out every every episode. Oh yeah. And honestly, I think they still do pretty good, like like drawing wise in WWE when it comes to when it comes to them in Providence. No, William Regal and Tajiri. Tajiri son, I love Tajiri. William Regal and Tajiri hate each other. They legit hate each other. I thought they love each other. No, really? they hate each other. Why? Okay, now I, I gotta look this up. Oh yeah, look it up. I will look it up later on. But damn it, I love to Jerry. WWF New York in Times Square. Oh shit! What is that now? I think it's like the ESPN zone. Son of a bitch, Mr. Bird isn't he showing me a photo of him and Tim White? Yep. He said that he wanted a copy of the picture. <laughs> I made the copy. I just never went back to give it to him. See, look at it. Look at this. Spike. Another local. Uh, from Lincoln, from Lincoln. Rhode Lincoln, Rhode Island. Spike what? Dudley. Only what? Five minutes away? Yeah. Frosted tip. Michael Cole. Cole. Holy look shit. How young he looks. He was so young. And young and, I mean, um, Michael Cole and JR together. Holy shit. Yeah, this, I think this is when, um, when Jerry Lawler left. After the because, whole, the cat thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the cat. How many people have taped Armageddon 99 yep. and paused it at that moment? Have they edited that on the network? Because I can't go back and watch it on here. I'm they too did. afraid. They did. It's blurred. Damn it. It's probably one of Spike Dudley's family members holding that song. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, pre-Super Smart fan, so... Yeah. Pre-social media. Yes. Oh, I remember this. This was it. This angle was in Providence. Mm-hmm. Poor Spike Dudley, man. That guy probably took more ass beatings than anybody in ECW. Him and Mikey Whipwreck. Oh yeah, they got destroyed. No, Molly was dead. I love Molly Holly. And yeah, she was always thick. Even when she was in WCW, she was really... She still loved Oh, her. Jesus. Yes, she had that bubble. And yes, we are talking about her in a professional state. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think, did I bring a sign to this... Spike, take a shot. Shoot it. Molly was cute, damn. She was. She was great in the ring, too. The Molly go round? Yeah. Love that move. Oh, almost fucked up. Ooh, he said he loved her. He's like, yo, my house is like 15 minutes up the road off 146. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping the whip right now. They're in love. Uh-huh. Call the trouser uh, snake. Oh, it's a rose. Never mind. Is that a trouser snake? <laughs> Ooh, what's a trouser snake? Jane Silent Bob. Love that movie. 
oh shit. She's like, I'm gonna suck your dick from the back. Like, I ain't not have never had that. Hold up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ah, the old ECW music. Paul Heyman with the ponytail. Ah, uh, I miss him with the cell phone. Give me the big ass bot cell phone. That's taking it back. I loved him, Paulie Dangerously. Give me that guy. I want to show that. I want to show this to my girls' kids just because they're they're new wrestling fans. So they're, yeah, they're all about the new day. And new, oh my god, the, the oldest one, uh-huh. New Day Nusos. <laughs> that surprised me because they're great. And you know what? They have that urban look to them. That's what I, I, I even told her, I was like, Zali, if you do this, I'll let you wear my Uso shirt to school one day. <laughs> and she was really thinking about doing <laughs> Hire Joey Styles now. Yes, please. I can't remember where I was sitting. You remember where you were sitting for this one? Honestly, I was somewhere along the back end, or like the not not the hard camera side, but towards that side in the upper section. It was right after that little curve over there. Ah. Ooh, Raw was on TNN. Yes. That's now what Spike TV. Yes. The Nashville Network. Let me get Spike. Actually, no. Now it's not even Spike anymore. It's Paramount Network. Oh yeah. Paramount Network was that. He's always great on the microphone. Uh, you can tell that. He sold Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. So damn good. He was. He's such a fucking sleazeball too. But it, it's great. I love Paul Heyman. I would love to meet an interview, Paul. I would Paul love Heyman. for just fifteen minutes with the guy. Like I, I didn't know if I would talk wrestling. I would ask him like two wrestling questions and then just let him talk. And if you if you ever listen to the guy do an interview, like he's been on busted open hundreds of times. Right. The dude on a pro, like on an interview is just like free flowing, having fun, cracking jokes, and is just like. But he will give you so much and knowledge. And he stays with the times, too. Yes, like, he's so modern. <gasps> I saw Spike trying to cop a few. Oh, he put a name on it. It's so crazy that Spike has more balls nowadays than half of the baby faces in WWE. Dude, uh, <laughs> that little promo. Uh, it's Bubba Ray. Not Bully Ray. He's still bully to me. That is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bubba Ray is one of, another one of those people in this wrestling business that I want to sit down with for like 15 minutes and just ask questions. This guy has so much knowledge, it's not even funny. Him, Bruce Pritchard. Triple H would be a really, really good, good one. sit down because they're modern. They're with the, like you said with yeah. the times, and they and they get it. They mix the old school with the new school. That's why NXT works so well. I would love to have a talk with Cody too. 
I would love to see. I would like to talk to Cody too, just because that's another guy with a lot of history, based on like what he's lived through, what he's seen behind the scenes growing up. Yeah. And to have the father with the knowledge and the mind that they do, it's he's another guy. I would love to just pick his brain for a couple of minutes. His brain, even even Kenny, who are we gonna go see? That's right. As a matter of fact, your ticket is right there. Oh my god! It is on the table printed out. It is on the table printed out. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know that are listening to the show, we are indeed going to the AEW second show in Boston at Aganis Arena. Cannot freaking wait. Pulled it off, man. I I did it. Shit, I meant to go. I meant to stop at the ATM for you. (laughs) We we we're we're there. That's all I care about. We're gonna do it. And Bully's such a great... Oh, Bubba right there. Such a great promo. Oh, yeah. He's just one of those guys who just naturally have it. Yeah. And I think he's underrated as a talker. If you think about it, he's always been a guy who, whatever he says, has substance to it. Think about it. Early ECW, the guy started riots. Yeah. When he was doing the whole uh, tag team thing with uh, Edge and Christian or whatever, the Dudleys were the main focal point of that because they were the champions. You know what I mean? Like, they were the asshole bad guys. And Edge and Christian and the Hardys were the good guys. And everyone wanted to beat the Dudleys. You know, Dudleys were dominant for years. And then DNA, a guy who had who became Bully Ray. Yeah. And worked. And became the leader of Aces and Eights. Like, I mean, people don't talk about it as much as they should, but it worked. Oh, that Indeed. Sh- and Diva, I needed to find some footage of his kids. His kids are good. Are they really? Terrence and Sorrell, they're actually pretty good. Oh, man. Come on. Bubba's such a dick. Look at that. He's like, hey, you see your girlfriend? Big black guy's holding her around from the back. I'm going to pop her on my shoulders and I'm going to pop mama through a table. <laughs> Why are you sitting and watch? Yep. And they used to do that stare. Yeah. Like I say every single time, and I will die on this grave. The Dudleys are the greatest tag team ever. I don't care who you throw in front of me. I, I have a, I have a debate for. I, I'll tie. I can tie them. I can tie them. You're gonna say LOD, right? Yeah. Exactly, because exactly. you know what LOD did? They walked to the ring. They beat the shit out of you and walked away. Yeah. It worked. But what else did they do? Promo wise. Promo wise, they were pretty good. Well. Yeah. It, they have moments in promos, but you don't remember a specific one. And like okay, I, and like I always say, Dudleys, you can put them in the ring with APA, they can brawl. You can put them in the ring with Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, they can kill it. They have a fucking pay per view named after a match that they invented, and they also help make tag team wrestling relevant. When we all know Vince can care two shits about tag teams, and they can work with anybody in the business and make them look good. They had killer matches with Machine Guns and Beer Money, and they also had great matches with Curry Man and Shark Boy. <laughs> Give me a tag team anyway, and they're the most decorated tag team in history. Yeah. I will always, like I said, I will die on that hill. I'll I, I give you that. I, I can give you that. I, I'm convinced. I'm going to put, I'll have to put LOD Road Warriors at number two. Yeah, they can be number two. I totally agree with that, but to, in my eyes and how I see pro wrestling, like, what else can you ask for? Isn't it so odd? Look at that Kurt Angle with hair. Kurt with hair! This is the peak of his comedy. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't watch too much of him at uh, TNA, but... Friendly lab. There's so many people. As a matter of fact, when I met Vince, I told him I was gonna stop him on my own friendly tab one day, and he was like, "Alright." <laughs> like, as racist as Vince is, he was such a nice guy. I can't see. I mean, I get the whole thing about him being racist business-wise, but. I don't see him being a racist person in real life. No, not our. They say uh, him and our truth are like some of the like the like best buds. Yeah, yeah. So his history with black wrestlers has always been cool. I mean, like, I mean, hell, Ron Simmons walking to the ring right now. Yeah. Uh, yes, he only got one title shot, but the guy lasted this long. He went from the blue shit to oh this. god, the blue shit. Whose blue shit does look better? Farouk's or Max Moon's? Max Moon! <laughs> that shit had accessories. A little thing on his arm and all that other bullshit. So we got APA versus O'Hare and Palumbo. Palumbo. Rhode Island boy from Warwick. Another Rhode Island And guy. Sean O'Hare's dad. Yeah. He is what? Can I say this about Sean O'Hare, especially because he's on television right now? Go ahead. I wanted that devil's advocate gimmick to make air. I have you ever seen the promos he was doing for that? Um, I would have to see him again. They were so good. Like he did like four or five vignettes, right, of him portraying a devil's advocate, and it was so good. And Sean O'Hare to me was one of those guys where I'm like, I think they fucked up on. Because he was so talented. In WCW, even though it was like part of the New Blood era, he was the one standout to me out of that entire group. You know what I mean? Like, the guy had amazing talent. He could fly for a guy his size, which during Yeah, because he used to do it like a... He used to do a senton. Yeah, he did the senton bomb. And it looked great every time he hit it. The guy was a former martial artist, and he went to do MMA and had a pretty okay record at it. And I just feel like WWE missed the boat on this guy so badly. Him and Vade um, Hansen or Hade Vanson, something like that, uh, British dude that they had, had one promo that cut in the middle of a SmackDown episode that was going towards the Undertaker. He was supposed to be the quote-unquote first guy to beat Taker. Aired one Everybody promo. was supposed to be the first guy to beat Taker. Well, of course, yeah. But, like, they were going to build him up as the guy. Like, they had the cool promo and everything. It literally cut in the middle of a match. And then... You've never seen the guy again. He got injured in uh, FCW, never appeared again. Oh. I don't even think the FCW was even um, a developmental at this time. Yeah, it was FCW and, uh, well, not at this time. I think that, that promo was more like 2005 or six. Right okay. here, right here, I think it was more like just pure independence. Like they didn't, I think they maybe had OVW. It was like around the time we're seeing a Batista Brock. And they were starting. They I were think starting. They, I think yeah. I think OVW had just started. Yeah. So Nanagansic arm wrestling champion right there. JBL. <laughs> Did he say Nanagansic or Narragansic? No, he said Nanny Gansett. Nanny Gansett. Oh. 
<laughs> and it's funny, he actually beat one of the, I think I think the guy was a former Quebecer at some point. I forgot I forgot what it was, but it was uh it was it was like the little short it wasn't PCO, it was like another short chubby guy that when they tried to make another rendition of the Quebecers, he was a tag team partner of them. And I think it was him that he beat for the in the arm wrestling match. Teddy Long is the referee, I just noticed that too. Holla <laughs> holla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I heard Bruce Pitcher's like, "Oh God, he was awful as a ref." <laughs> oh, he is. Best spine buster in the business. Give me that. I've been saying that for years. Oh. Weak super kick by Chuck Palumbo. Jacques Rougeau and Carl Ouellette. Yeah, it was Jacques. It was Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau, as the oh. Quebecers. Oh, okay. And I will say this, during this time period when they switched up the WCW tag titles, I hated those things. I did not like those whatsoever. Yeah, dude, WCW was definitely... They were so, like, brawler! You remember that stairs? Those staircases! Oh, those staircases, those stairs are gone. For people who don't know, in Providence, that right now you have the brawler and Kurt Angle speaking in front of a pair of steps. Those steps were literally dead center in the middle of the entrance of the Dunkin' Donuts Center when you're coming in with your tickets. Yeah. I have snuck down those stairs and gone through the backstage of the Dunkin' Donuts Center so many times as a kid. Raven. Even. One of the greatest minds in the business with that gimmick. No, he was the Kurt Cobain arrest. Yeah, he was. And ECW worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I do like... I do like his theme song in WCW. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just a rip off of um, oh, that's Come As You Are by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Raven how he looks now? Yeah, he looks weird, man. Short hair, blonde. You know what happened yesterday and I completely forgot? McCoy Stadium. Yeah, oh, I thought it was today. Shit. You know what? I, I saw somebody. It was today. I saw somebody post up post about it. I'm just like, fuck. They had a they had a show at McCoy Stadium that was supposed to be playing for uh, yesterday. I, I honestly thought it was today, with like Pentagon and Phoenix versus uh, Teddy Hart and Juventud Guerrero actually was the replacement. Uh, Harry Harry Smith got called to Japan, so they had Juventud Guerrero come. Mike Awesome, who's no longer with us. There's a guy who lives in one socket that walks around all the time. Looks like a hairy version of Mike Awesome. Ah oh, damn. I am sorry to say that, and I, I didn't just give away where my location was, but there's a guy who walks out here every day, looks just effing like him, to the point where I even pointed it out to Dina. Every time she sees him, she's like, hey, Mike Awesome. Hey, Mike Awesome. Long hair Mike Awesome or short hair Mike Awesome? Short hair Mike Awesome. Okay, well, this well right. fat chick thriller hair Mike Awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, with a gray beard, all gray. And Lance Storm. If I could be serious for a moment. The greatest promo in wrestling. I love Lance Storm. I, he's so good. Yeah. I heard this school was awesome. Kill it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. I didn't realize they were there. A bunch of Canadians ready to fight. Yeah. Okay, I just I just noticed Home Dude's shirt. IRS. It looked like it, but it's actually Bob Backlund. And I actually remember meeting Bob Backlund 
at this event. I think because so. he would run around the, the presidential campaign, right? Yeah, it was like yeah, go, going nuts and, and having people do a step test and yeah, and people would just like, he just go around like I remember him. He just went up around. to somebody. Somebody had that shirt. He just went up to him and just yelled out. You rule, and everybody just started cheering. <laughs> Bob Backlund was amazing, especially during this time. He was, oh funny. yeah. E and C. E and C. Look how young they were. Edge was ripped. Ah, <laughs> he was. This is when Christian was really starting to break out, like yeah. getting over, like yeah. being a comedy guy. He was always like an overthinker. He is, but. He's one of those guys that I can tell is, like, a perfectionist. Yeah. He's not great, but he wants to make sure what he does looks good at all times. This was during the freaking five-second pose. Mm-hmm. Off beach shenanigans. There we go. I love that. Yeah. I used to get the CDs all the time. And that's when the King of the Ring had a cup. I just remembered that. Was that the only time? Yes, it was after 2001. Edge won. You know he's the last babyface to win King of the Ring? If you look at the history of who's won King of the Ring since, he's the last babyface in 2001 that actually really? won. Yeah. Because wait, there was like... T- O2 was Lesnar. Yeah. I remember Billy Gunn won one, one year. He was a heel. Yeah, he won it in 99. You can go through all of them. Shamrock, was it? I think Shamrock... No, Billy Gunn, I think, was a face during that time. Oh, and Mr. Bird is pulling up his Wikipedia. Yeah. Gotta have uh, quick resources. Listen, Wikipedia is fucking... Everything of the ones after. It's like, amazing. Like, Regal, uh, Sheamus, uh, Bad News Barrett, all heels. Okay. You got um, the list. Let me see. All right. We'll go from 93. Okay. Brett. Was a face. Owen. Heel. Mabel. Heel at the time. Stone Cold. Heel. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H. Heel. Ken Shamrock. Babyface. Yeah, you think he was a face during that time. Uh, Billy Gunn. Think he was a heel? I'm not positive. It was 99, so he had to have been a face. face. Yeah, he's probably a face now. Uh, Kurt Angle. Heel, technically. Yeah, he was a heel. Edge. Face. Lesnar. Heel. Jump to 2006. Booker T. Heel. William Regal. Heel. Sheamus. Heel. Bad News Barrett. Heel. Jump to 2019. It's to be determined. I told you. 2001 was the last time we had a he- uh, a face win the King of the Ring. Because you know what it is? I think the... Oh, God. I'm like awesome. Just got up. Oh, was nothing. I think with the King of the Ring, the, the character of King worked so well with the heel. Because they could just be douchebags. And I think that's probably why, king-wise, there really hasn't been a king of the ring because you really don't want to put over more heels. Maybe that's the excuse. And for those of you who don't know, the most king of the rings were held in the city of Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. So we held, I believe, five total, even the the earlier years. Like, I think it was Harley Race and Haku. Uh, The first two in Foxborough. Yep. And then... 87, 88, 89, and 91 were in Providence. Mm-hmm. And then 97. Mm-hmm. So that's what? Five. Yep. Yeah. Hold the record. Which is why I wish it was still a pay per view and they did it in Providence. The Royal City of Providence for Athens. 
don't know. It, 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 it would have been, been, been considered a classic five. Yeah. Mike Awesome was another one of those guys, like, ahead of his time. Like, imagine him right now. An agent? Huh? Hold <laughs> well, on, I mean, like, his style of wrestling yeah. right now. Like, to me, you know who he kind of reminds me of right now, currently, is a Don- Donovan Dijakovic. I'm so not used to calling him that. I'm so used to calling him Dijak. Just still call him Dijak. I'm pretty sure that everybody else does. Probably still calls him Dijak. Oh, Lance Storm with the heelish tactics and the WCW referee agrees. Lance Storm credited for who's, who trained uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Good. Brian Pillman Jr., he's like, I'm going to go to Canada. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the exact way my father did. He went to Canada. Uh-huh. Oh, Concerto. No. Sorry, right. the Concerto was the one when they lived. Well, technically, that's the real Concerto. That's right, that WCW ref ain't taking none of these shenanigans. See, this was wrestling logic back in the day. The heels with the heel referee got away with it. You know, I was watching freaking... Before I came here, earlier this morning, I watched the August 9, 1999 episode of Raw. Mm. That was the debut of Jericho. Oh! Remember the chat security guard? Yes, the big dude with the the ponytail and yeah. the like kangle hat backwards. Look at T with two belts. Okay, so I saw a meme of Booker T holding two belts just like that with his hair just like that, and it said, "When you meet your girl's friends, and they say, mm, I heard about you.'" <laughs> Knowing that you've been laying down wait when you've been laying down pipe, and your girl's friends go, mm, "I heard about you," like. <laughs> That is a great meme. Hey, hey. Jericho. The GOAT. Oh, God. The names he had for Stephanie McMahon. Then. She just looks like a. Oh, I believe that's me ringing. I apologize, everybody. And I don't know anybody in uh, Missouri, so that person just went to voicemail. But Randy Orton. Huh? Orton. Yeah, I don't think he's giving me a call anytime soon. I almost buried him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it safe to say that from the. In- I will say this from the invasion angle alone, I think the only person from WCW or ECW that really succeeded was Booker T. Yeah, that, that's honestly, once again, listen, Bruce Pritchard, that was the only talent that they were really interested in acquiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Corn nuts! <laughs> they were giving away corn nuts at this Raw. Yes, they were. They gave me Because <laughs> I actually walked out with like four or five cool ranches, uh, the barbecue. Oh, there we go. Shit a couple of I with a shit ton of corn nuts. I don't even eat corn nuts like that. I used to love corn nuts. I hated corn nuts. They used to make your breath stink. They did, but God, but it tasted good. Taz Mission. Oh, Michael Cole. 
It's so weird to hear Michael Cole called stuff that's actually happening in the ring. He was he used with to, JR's. Yeah, when he was with JR and King. He actually called what was in the ring. You know what? I would like to interview him, too. Love to interview him. Because he's been through mad. He's a man. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. He didn't come out to that theme song. No, that was like. I hope not. No, nah, that was like in 98. That was Attitude Era. That was 98. That's when he first, first debuted. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. These two worked well together and they hated each other. Like you, uh. Yeah, he he's talking shit about him right now. As he's just looking at the Jerry Cole's head, he's like, "Yeah, I fucking hate this guy." <laughs> is it me or is it funny to see how they just used to Jerry? Never spoke a word, but he was entertaining himself. Yeah, and he was a legit, and he was amazing, amazing in the ring. Like he helped put over cruiserweights in the cruiserweight classic. I still remember to these day to this day. The triple threat matches between him and Tony Mamaluke and I mean um uh, Nunzio, aka I'm trying to remember Little Guido. Little Guido, yeah, Little Guido and uh, Super Crazy. Whenever those three guys were in the ring together in ECW, it was fucking magic. Young Shane. Yeah. Yep, I showed my girls kids out. He's like, who's that? I'm like, that's Shane. They looked at him. They're like, oh my god. And you know, my girl has a thing for Shane. Man. I showed her Young Shane. She was like, he would never get the time of day for me. I'm like. <laughs> Like, thanks. Thanks for letting me know she, that. She got a thing for the Silver Foxes. Huh? Okay. Oh, Vince got a Miss Deborah. She was another one back in the yeah, day. Yeah, she was. Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, the Rock Bottom pay-per-view. When it almost happened, and uh, God rest his soul, Owen Hart. I'm like, God damn it. Like, Owen, you son of a bitch. As you can see, this is the friendly tap in the background. Mr. Austin is uh, pounding some Steve Weisers. I sat on that very bench. <laughs> and Tim White was so very friendly. Still got that extra print for him. I think I do. Now I remember what's happening here, like storyline-wise. Pretty much this is around the time where, like, like you know, Steve was doing the goofy stuff or whatever, and Vince was like, you know, I don't need goofy Steve. I need that violence. Yeah. I really need that violence. And for, like, for the weeks building up, it was the happy-go-lucky Steve trying to chirp Vince and blah, blah, blah. All right, now this is all coming back to me little by little. Nobody's ever threatened the WWF like this. Uh, steroid trial? <laughs> you said it, not me. Hey, this is what happened. Well, they just said, well, they threatened you. They threatened Vince. And then Vince was going to go away for a long time. And Brian went to go pee. It's human nature. So, go back to him. Only what? Ten minute drive. Oh my god! 
Yeah, the friendly tap looks so different. It actually looks more boring. It's clean, but boring. It's like it's not. It's nothing without like all the with all the memorabilia that's hanging up on the walls and stuff. And hey, wow! Look at the way the Civic Center used to look. I mean, look at it was blue. I remember that thing. I feel like you're kidding looking at that thing. They do. If you live in Rhode Island and you know what we're talking about, if you're yeah. in Dunkin' Donuts Center, you have to. It, it was the Providence Civic Center. I still call it the Providence Civic Center. It was pre-video screens. Yeah. It was like the old school letters that you see on a traffic light. Yeah. That's all it was. It was just... Oh, another guy. Taz, way ahead of his time. Who was it? Whose initial neck injury was it? Who was Taz? Yeah. I don't remember, but I know it was early. It was in ECW. It had to be. Oh, I think it was the um, the Spike Piledriver. It was him and... I forgot who it was, but it was Dean Malenko and Tuco Scorpio dropped him on his head. It was him and Eddie Guerrero, I think. And they dropped him right on his head on, like, the Spike Piledriver. And then he um, then he went over and tagged his teammate, uh, tagged Eddie in. Eddie went and did the rest of the work. Taz came in, finished the match, and the, and, like, the story was him and Dreamer walked into the doctor's office. And the doctor asked him how we got here. He's like, I walked through the door. He goes, you didn't come in on a wheelchair. He goes, no, I walked through the door. Oh, it was this horrible. But he was like, no, I walked in here. And Tommy Dream is telling the story. The doctor goes, the way your neck is, there is no way in hell you should even be walking right now. And Taz finished the match and everything. This is the worst Regal music, by the way. Yeah. It was. I mean, but he, he, would you would you really? But look at look at Charles Robinson as a WCW referee. It's so funny. Well, he was a little Nate, so to Jerry on commentary. Is that me? <laughs> I think I just found my. <laughs> I think I just saw me in the video. in the audience. Yeah. It was during that little phase where I wore a shit ton of do-rags. We all wore do-rags during that I time. I wore shit. I got stopped twice one day wearing a do-rag walking through downtown province. I was like, Yo, you're going to look like Jay-Z from far away. I effing hated that. It's the big lips. So Jerry is currently doing commentary right now. We're going to let you guys enjoy this. <laughs> You wonder if like people get tired of mm, nice. Okay. When did people get tired of like calling Charles? When did Charles Robinson gets tired of people calling him Little Nate? Yeah, yes and no. But if you can make money off of it, if you people remember you for it, yeah. Because yeah, right. when I met Charles Robinson, I said that to him. He got real. He he smiled and stuff. Oh, to Jerry's taking his Jerry shirt off. He's signed with e, He's aligned himself with ECW. That's right. He's ready for that miss. I can already tell. Oh, okay. What's up, nope. Nick? The tarantula. I could have sworn. I swear he invented the move, didn't he? Yes. Look at that. That looks violent. 
He's just pounded on Taz. Ah, the green miss. I always could tell when DeJerry was going to do the miss because he never opened his mouth. Yeah. No matter how many times he got kicked, punched, he was always like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He held that shit in there to save his life. Who still does it? Huh? I know, I'm sure somebody in New Japan still does it. There's bro. a couple people who occasionally throw it out there. Like, Muda still wrestles, so he still throws okay, it out Okay, yeah, that's his. That's his, yeah, that's his thing. It was just one of those things that you had to really look for back in the day. I would always be like, he's got it in his mouth. He's going to do it. Because like, most wrestlers, when they get kicked or whatever, they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jerry just, in no cells. Look how it's young coming. Rhino looks. Man. Look at Diamond Dallas Page. He was still jacked back then. Diamond Dallas Page looks amazing. He's tall as fuck. Yeah, he's like 6'5", I think. He's up there. And like, when I met him at Comic-Con, like, he's just talking about DDP yoga. He gave me one of his business cards that's... Somewhere lingering around, but <laughs> God, oh, Rhino was God, a killer. That, uh, that was awful. The freaking set, the stalking Sarah angle. The stalker was horrible. Oh man, who booked this shit? <laughs> it's like I just want to. As a matter of fact, one day I just want to do a rapid fire with Bruce Pritchard and just write down a whole bunch of angles and just be like, "Yo, who booked this shit? Who booked this? Yeah, like Katie Vick." Who booked that? Uh, it, it says Vince Russo all, all over, over it. it. Yes, but uh, it's if it if it turns out to be Bruce, I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> that was another episode of Raw I really liked when the Alliance actually came. Together. Oh yeah, when when EC when it was unveiled that ECW was. Mm-hmm. gets off commentary, cuts that promo. Ted man tag at the end of the night. All the ECW guys just flipped over throughout the show. Loved it. So this is the show. This is the go home show. So yeah, I just remember that. It's been so long that we actually been to these shows. It's like I was there for it, but holy shit, there's Timmy White. Tim. Got that fucking Rhode Island accent. <laughs> what is Stone Cold's decision? Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh yeah, when they changed the logo because WWE bought it. Yeah. ブルーベリーのロゴ、ラスト、ラストワンボフォーでシャットダウン。カインドバトワンワンエナフォーミーでアクチュアリーエンジョイエイ。ライト。ライト。ライト。ライト。ライト。ライト。ライト。ライト。
Megan and Barbarian came back out together as a tag team. It was so weird. Didn't it? No, there was also a match where that like that involved Glacier. Yeah. And his and his uh, ring attire. Yeah, something happened with that. And there was something with Bam Bam too. That's another one we gotta look up. 30, 30 year old Jericho's best Titan drawing. And it looks great on this arena. Yeah. But I hated when the camera zoomed in on it. Instead of just showing the shot on it. Technology wasn't that good back then? No, they had it. They <laughs> did it for a little bit. They probably just was expensive. Goddamn Kevin Dunn. Actually, I remember where I was for this match. I was actually where the uh, entrance ramp was on that side. The, where the camera actually is. On the hot camera side? No, the opposite side. Oh, okay. That's how I remember it. Because I remember Jericho walking up after this match. And me and my friend screaming at him. <laughs> we were just screaming at him ridiculously. You know what other Raw was in Providence, too? Remember when freaking Scott Hall... Smashed the brick on... Smashed the center block on Stone Cold's knee? I was actually, I like, was right behind the commentary. Like, four or five rows behind them. I could have sworn I saw me in this episode, though. See, now I'm going to, like... Look, look ridiculously I gotta look. It was fun to go to Raw back then compared to what it is now. I still have fun. I still have fun, but to me it's like I feel like I'm timing the show in my head. And it's three hours long and there's commercial breaks and you know when the commercial breaks are coming. When they it, like it feels so much longer than what it used to I mean it is obviously, it's like an extra hour. But like it, it's not the same atmosphere like the crowd. Like one thing I will always point out back in the day is the crowd was always hyped no matter who was in the ring. Right. Like I could, it didn't matter if it was Valvinus and Takamishinoku. Place was going ape shit. Poor Takamishinoku. I, I watched Royal Rumble 2000 just for that. Just for the eliminations. <laughs> the 45 replays. Oh, God. King was an asshole for so that. So many times. King was an asshole for that, but that was funny. Was like, can we just see Taka one more time? All right, here we go. <laughs> They're probably chucking up in the back. He's like, dude, stop showing Oh, that. Kevin Dunn was like, y'all go ahead. Like, Kevin Dunn probably enjoyed it too. It's like, look at the lady man smack his face. Ah. Well, pal. Have you all watched Straight Up Steve Austin? Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes so far. It's pretty good. It is. So I enjoy some of the stuff they do outside of WWE. Did you, did you hear the news that WWE is coming out with their own podcasting network? Oh, damn. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Oh, someone's sign's getting taken away. Mm-hmm. I just realized Nick Patrick is the referee for this match. He's oh, not even... Oh, this is titles. I wish I, saw, I wish I could see somebody I know. I, the, like, I probably don't even remember what people look like. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, we could probably see members of, like... Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. Yeah, and, and we didn't know them back then, so yeah. we came and I know for King of the Ring 97, one of my best friends, Mikey, was sitting literally right behind the commentary table. And you just see him looking up every 10 seconds like, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Uh, every time I would have known the camera's on them, I'm just like... 
Uh, everybody. I would have been like right in their face. Have you like caught yourself on a network? Um, not. I've never really been somebody to sit super close to the arena. I've caught myself on like a couple of shows, like in like the hard cam side, where I, at the time I really didn't realize I was in hard cam. But like I would see myself occasionally, but I never really pointed myself out. Like I would know I'm there, and I'd be like, oh yep, I was in that section right there. There I am. It's funny on the big three, I was all over that show. But I went to the big three a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. But, um, now nah, I caught myself a couple of times. I've seen you on a couple of shows. Did you really? Yeah, I, I forgot what I forgot what shows or what pay-per-views, but I've seen you in the audience. It was like you and somebody else. I've caught you there a couple of times. I was like, oh, shit, this girl. I know there was one where I, I'm going to get a 05. I just walked, on, I walked by the screen. And then, um... I'm going to get a 05. I was hard campsite, but I was like, not this section with the main camera, uh... Mm-hmm. Where the main camera shows the whole thing, but the section over from there, I was right around there during the cage, especially during the cage match. Like when Taker and uh, thing were on top of the cage, I'm like, oh yeah, you can see me right there. I'm gonna get an 05. Yeah, it was like that section right up there, where the where the Budweiser sign just was. But I really think I saw myself earlier. <laughs> I caught myself in um, the ECW when um, CM Punk. Went to the new breed. Yep, I, I was I was actually right there. Like me and my ex girlfriend were sitting right near ringside. It's funny during that episode of SmackDown, right? Batista's walking to the ring and still like wait, like we don't talk to each other currently, but still to this day, whenever we talked about wrestling, she's always like, I touch Batista as he walked by because Batista's walking by and he's right near the end, like right near the entrance of the ring where the steps are, and all you see is some girl go, <laughs> and that was my ex girlfriend. I, I need to see that. Oh, God. I need to see that. I got to find that episode, and I got to find where Batista comes out, because all you see is Batista walking the ring, and she just looks over, she goes, <laughs> and just touches him and walks I want to see it now. <laughs> I want to see it. It's funny as hell. That was probably the closest I've been for for a WWE show. That and a house show, I was sitting pretty much front row. I, served, I sat front row at a house show. I had Rey Mysterio literally take my camera and snap a photo of it. He like, does take, that. Takes take my camera and goes... He does that. He always remembers. Like, whenever he came here, my friend Liz's son met him. He always remembers him. That's crazy. Like, that when we sat he, when we sat front row, he saw He saw him. Mm. Soon he was done with the match, he took off his gloves and stuff, threw it right at him, went right straight to him, started signing autographs. I'm that's like, awesome. That's fucking dope. It must be cool to actually know. Like, that's one of the things about indie guys that I really enjoy. And shout out to Jericho who's part of AEW and all that stuff. I love the independent aspect of it because you can actually walk around and talk to these people. And yeah. Communicate with them and get to know them before they become who they become later on. You know, like, my, my Canellis. Yeah. Like, you you working with Canellis. You know, it's amazing to me. I got to win. I got to win over him. Yeah. Hold it over his head. So this is why. I, I should <laughs> I should too. I'm like, man, if I ever was to like see him again, go to a raw and I like see him again, I'm like, yo, Mike, you know I got a win over you on a practice match, right? <laughs> you know I tell all my peoples that, right? <laughs> I will hold that shit to you. Don't you be, don't you dare become WWE champion. <laughs> I will tweet that shit. 
it's great but I love that aspect of like the indies and stuff and like getting to know these guys before they actually become where they are exactly I've been wanting to go to an indie event for I haven't gone to one in a long time you know I love going to XWA which is a local company out here yeah. and shout out to my boy JT Dunn me and him chat a lot now like we're starting to become like Commutative and shit. That means it's time for him to be on the show. I would love to get him on the show. If he if he ever has free time, I would love to get him on the show. And the guy's worked with everybody too. Like he's he's he teamed with Cash Zono, Chris Hero, for like six months. Yeah. So the team Death by Elbow, that would, that was them. But I, XWA hasn't done many shows lately. I think they have one coming up with uh, Dustin's actually going to be there. I remember I did see that. Yeah. So when that one comes, I would like oh look at Nick Patrick selling the shoulder. Who sold that shoulder? Yeah, I would love to actually go to another indie show. It's just been so long, and they don't do yeah, them. Yeah, I used to go to Top Rope a lot. Yeah, yeah Top Rope was pretty good. Top Rope, yeah, they were good. Hold on. Jericho's damn near 50. He can still do that clean. Yep. Since it's good. Look how everybody look how goes everybody nuts. Look at that. The crowd is pissed. Here you go, Earl. Here you go. Earl. Oh, Earl. Fuck you. Earl said, fuck you. You tap it or not? You tap it or not? Oh, I'm going to shoot with the screw. Oh, oh shit. Not Earl Hebner. Hey, he punched him right in the dick. Yeah. See, you know what? That was good. Too. That was great. That I was, was gonna say good. that was a good. That was so good. That was a great, and everyone's timing was perfect on that ending. Earl Hubner coming out saying "fuck you," bang, caught him lovely. Nick Patrick looking away at the right time, perfect. Earl Hubner going to ring the bell. Shane stops him. <laughs> Oh, that was that was very well done. <laughs> Here we go. Here comes Earl. I don't right? like Booker T with his dreads all extra long. <laughs> That's the Booker T I miss. When his dreads, when his dreads were like net angle, and he was able to shake him uh-huh. when he said five times. That the, that's the perfect like those were perfect. like Goldust time. Like when he was yeah. Goldust. Yeah. Yes. That was a great fucking screw job ending, but it looked good. It was very well done. And the crowd bit the entire time. Bobby! <laughs> he really tried. Oh yeah, I definitely know I was at this show because he was there. He pulled up and he went around the car because we used to go in the back and get autographs. Yeah. Went around the car and pulled them up and unbuckled it. That's how I remember I was at this so show. Dead. And Terry Ronalds. Oh, God, she was bad. She's still bad, actually. She still looks good. She does. Saturn looks bad. Perry Saturn back in the day. Eliminators was my fucking tag team. Damn, Terry. Mm-hmm. 
Gee, he's selling that whole thing. Or maybe that's just his face, but he's selling that. Yeah. Says something stupid. Snossages. Like, what did he say? It's not so just. <laughs> Man, I, I'm, this is just clicking to me right now. You notice how they have the reoccurring storyline, and it makes total sense. Like, like Paul, Paul Heyman showing up at the beginning of the show, going after Spike, right? Yeah. Trying to recruit him. And to Jerry with the whole him trying to recruit. Nope, he ended yeah, up going back to WWE. Recruiting. It was made. The storylines made sense back then. These two have an argument in the back. Now they're having the match. It was quick and simple. It wasn't a thirty-minute promo or whatever. He was a character Vince just didn't know what to do with. Yeah, he didn't know. And Raven, I think the Raven character is one of the best characters in the business. WCW didn't really know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do with him, but they didn't fuck him up. Right. Like, he was never in the world title picture, but he was a solid mid-carder, and he was always in a constant storyline with somebody, and then they gave him the flock, and the flock worked for him. You know what it is? He didn't need it. Yeah. He never need. He's one of those characters that never need the world title. Yeah. In WWE, it was just, he was just the hardcore guy. Yeah. And that's all they did with him. This is pre you suck. Yeah. Punching him with his medals. God, I remember they did a little uh, home video on Kurt Angle when he was still a heel. Yep. And I was like, I fucking hate Kurt Angle. <laughs> he was, a, but you know something? I think the character worked for him because he was so clean cut anyway, yeah. and the Olympic gold medalist, that they were just like, hey. Be like the big goofy guy, like hi guys, and, and he and he hit it out the park. I drink milk. <laughs> the milk truck, oh, still one of my favorite things. Just imagine how that arena smelled afterwards. Drop toe hold. Ooh. You remember those things? The fucking hit. Can we bring those back, please? Air horns to wrestling shows. No, because they do. They freaking. There's no way you can like sneak one in. I'm gonna try. AEW Boston. AEW Boston. I'm putting it in my sock. Don't you put that? I'm putting it in my sock. Don't you sneak us out? Don't you get us kicked out of AEW? I'm not trying to, but I just. I throw it in a hat. Put it on my head. Like, it's like, oh no, it's just a little button up top. Where's your hat so big? It's a top hat. Like one of those big ones that you get, like the party store. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing wrong with trying. <laughs> but it was like, we're going to get kicked out. And I mean, I'm no, like, I, I won't actually do that. But please, somebody do. Somebody yeah, please somebody, do. Somebody, somebody please do it. We don't got money like that to be thrown away. We going to an AEW. I, I'm just excited about this. Oh, unprotected headshots. Oh, damn. Don't let those PC. No, no, no. He's feeding. And he's done. Yeah. 
All those PCs, they ain't say nothing about that unprotected chair shot. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cody and Sean Spears. <laughs> I still do not see nothing spectacular about that move at all. You don't like it? I never did. It's a visual. To me, it's a visual thing. It just looks cool the way he's spinning someone, and it's such a high angle. Like, it it looks cool, but I mean, like, to take the move, probably not as bad. Like, I don't... It's just a back bump. Well, I mean, I oversimplize it, but... Nice. What would make that move look better is if you hooked the arm. If you hooked the arm and it didn't look like Jimmy Cord- Referee Jimmy Corderas. And it was like, fuck that, I'm going in every submission I know. Hey, it's the Ronda Rousey armbar. Yeah. Speaking of him, Ronda Rousey, you see that freaking... Oh, her finger? Yeah. Oh, that shit was gross. Shout out to Rhonda. Hopefully she gets back soon. When do you think would be a good time to, if Rhonda decides to come back? Survivor Series. You think so? Yes. Depends on how they book it. Canyon! Who's better than Canyon? Canyon? He's gone too. He was another guy, man. So damn good, but the gimmick was... Oh, Colonel was slipping. <laughs> Is that just incredible? That's right. Another local guy. AK. Is he? Yeah, from Boston. Oh, shit. Aldo Montoya. The Portuguese man of war. Hopefully he gets his shit together, man. I, I was a big fan of Just Incredible in ECW. Captain Kirk. And this is the time, too, I'm noticing where when WWE had a storyline, it was literally four weeks of storyline, but written in eight weeks form. Because they actually did something on Raw, and it coincided with SmackDown. Right. So, whatever the story was for Raw, they built that story up really good. And then during SmackDown, they culminated that little portion of the story. Oh, boy. The Hardys. The young Hardys. And they each holding singles gold. First off, I love the European title. I saw nothing wrong with it. I love I love the way it looked. I thought it was beautiful. Plus it had red in it for some reason. Look how young they were. Mm-hmm. Hardy's got wrinkles now. Yeah. She's like, Woo, Hardy boys. This is all the free drug problems. Yeah. Hot topic. Hot topic wide leg jeans. Uh-huh. Like 40 zippers on them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this was like... Yo, Promise Place Mall was only like a year old at this time. Yeah. Like a year or two old. Mm-hmm. It was either a mall or we got the Patriots. We got them all. I'm okay with that. I'm not. All those rings could have been here. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Paul's like, nope, you ain't going nowhere. Nope. There you go. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> Pulling the Stuart nope. Griffin. 
Ooh, Bubba's selling that chair shot. And boom, Bubba bomb through the table. I love that he evil young trance. Man, uh, I love that evil trance he always had. Yeah. He was like mid-30s there. Or actually, no, he was about 30. First off, I love that shirt Matt Hardy's wearing. I would never wear it, but I hope not. <laughs> not at all. I will never wear it. I should be like another Codex UWO like punishment. <laughs> punishment. Dressing up like Velveteen Dream. Nothing against Victor because Victor does it in a very good way. <laughs> he doesn't wear the blouse. It's not the blouse. Was that a blouse though? I don't know. It's like Charlie Murphy said. You know what you bought that shirt? It wasn't. The game did show one in the midsection. <laughs> The mesh shirt? Uh-uh, no. Jeff's wearing? Uh-uh, no. That's just trying to expose your nipples. How is that move legal? For years. For years, I always say that. How is that legal? And the atomic drop. Yeah. Both of them. It's literally like a, an offense to the team. Yeah. Poetry and emotions. Have you been seeing them Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy memes? Yes, they are the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> I love them. I had to bring them up because it's like. Did you see the little one we used? Little, yes! The little yes. one was the best one. I love that one. But, but some of the ones that come Like WWE, uh, AEW fans, WWE fans, yeah. or, or, and vice versa. Knowing you did something wrong, your mom trying to ask you what you did wrong. Yeah. Like, they're so damn good. When a doctor asks you, ask you if you're sexually active in front of your mom. Um, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm sorry. Sorry for everybody in the audio. That's <laughs> let's see. Oh man. Right oh. I always thought those wrestling boots that Jeff had were cool. They look cool. They made it like they remind me of like the early Shawn Michaels years when he had like the belt, the yeah. belt straps without the straps. Yeah, like fresh off of kicking, I mean, putting Marty Jannetty through a yep. barbershop window. First became the heartbreak kid. Yeah, did you see, did you ever see this tweet? It was from a while ago, though. Was, a news report came out where, like, a barber threw a customer through, his, through a barbershop window. Really? And then Shawn Michaels tweets, I promise you I had nothing to do with this. That is great. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. I actually like doing the whole poll thing. What, having the poll and having the fans decide? Yeah. Maybe we should have them do another one. We will. Because I thoroughly enjoy these. Yeah. Like I said, this is why I put the Dudleys as the best tag team out there. Yeah, they, you, you convinced me. I'm telling you. <laughs> you convinced me. I will talk to my pops about this. He's an old school fan. He's an old school Southern wrestling fan. See, See that's, that's my thing, thing too. Because if you're a Southern wrestling fan, right? Like, all right. I totally get they enjoy a different style than we do. Right. All right. But as a, as a pro wrestling fan, I always say I have to, I can watch any style and find a way to enjoy it. Right. 
And my thing is, I enjoy people who can work multiple styles. Like Samoa Joe is another one of my guys, one of my favorites. He's a big guy. He can work strong. He can work fast. He can work with the lightweights. He can brawl. He, whatever you put him in, he can do it. Yeah, he's all around. He's an all-around team or all-around person. The Dudley boys, to me, are all-around team. They're not slowing down with the Hardys. They didn't slow down with the machine guns. They didn't slow down with bare money. When it came to powerhouse teams like um, like APA and the Eliminators and shit like that, they have they held their own. They have no problem taking an ass whooping. They're tough as shit. Like I always say, when you come through ECW, your tough card's already there. Like, you're good because you done, didn't do some shit. And that place popped. Look at that. Were they trained together? Who? The Dudleys. The Dudleys? Yeah, they were both trained by Johnny Rods. Yeah, by Johnny Rods. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're coming from a tough spot. You know what I mean? It's like they have the pedigree. They have everything. And then when it comes to title belts, you can't put them against anybody else. Yeah, because they, they were everywhere. They're 20, 24-time champions. Speaking of ECW, it's my boy, RVD. The kick. Thrust kick. Thrust kick. Bam. He wasn't even looking at it. Still one of my favorite matches. Him versus Jeff at Invasion. At Invasion. That was the so best damn good. That was the best match in the entire card. Oh, easily, hands down. Look at this frog splash. Still probably the ooh. I can see him and Art Bar. I probably the only two. Art Bar, Montez. Montez is it beautifully, you know. It he is. does. He, he gets, gets up, up there. there. He's like Van Dam. Young Van Dam was just a missed opportunity from WWE. And still high as fuck. And yup. <laughs> yup. Shout out to him on impact. He's trying. Like he still he still hits the moves, but he's so much slower. Like it's not the Van Dam I grew up loving. No, it's not. He's he he's trying. He's trying his best. Yeah, no, when, like I said, when it comes to Dudley's, you want to talk title reigns? Technically, they held the WCW title. Multiple time ECW champion. Thank <laughs> you. 